tonight on Late Night Update. The Russian conflict that we thought was gone from yesterday in regards to the Ukraine debacle over there in that region, well, it has only escalated and it seems to be accelerating in its nature by the hour. We have the Russian military beefing up their forces at their border. We have the declaration of war that seems to be declared. No official confirmation at this moment. But things are shifting as the world order seems to be heading to a global reset. But the question is, who's going to be controlling the narrative and the direction of this reset? Will it be the struggling EU as it falls into its own footprint? The World Economic Forum backed by the UN attached to the hip of NATO in the corporation of the U.S. or the sovereign countries that want the republics back start standing up for their own birthright to discuss this and a lot of other matters that are pressing in this time of war is our very own foreign affairs analyst, Detective Cagney. Welcome to another late night update. I'm your host, Dean Ryan, and what a late night uh, it is turning out to be. Let's welcome Detective, Detective Cagney. Detective Cagney, uh, welcome to the late night update. We're witnessing another escalation in the region of Ukraine and Russia. This time it seems to be a bit more than just a mild escalation. Where are we now with this whole event that is turning out to be World War III as we know it? Uh, I think you touched on it a bit last night when you were talking about the uh, enlistment of 300,000 people. Now, at this point, it hasn't been determined by Russia on whether or not those 300,000 that they're going to enlist are actually going to go to front lines, or are they just being trained just in case, or does he already have a plan that he's going to attack? I think at this point, they're preparing just in, in, in case. I mean, as you saw yesterday, the um, missiles are being brought more to the border in order to be able to fire them. Although I really do not believe that this is what Putin wants to happen. I think that he's being backed into the corner by Brussels, <clears throat> that Brussels is the one that's made all of the decisions for the EU. They did not ask any of the countries, uh, take Hungary, for example. I mean, Viktor Orban put out a statement today that stated he was never asked about the sanctions and he did not condone doing sanctions. And Hungary, for the most part, is not abiding by what the EU is suggesting out of Brussels. But many of the other countries have already, um, oh, let's say they've abided by it. And they're the ones that are going to be paying the price come this winter. You mentioned Viktor Orban, the, the uh, prime minister, of Hungary. And when I look at the country of Hungary in that entire region, they seem to be, they seem to have been posturing towards the Russian Federation. And we see a, just an influx of migrations or supposed migration at the border of Hungary and other countries that don't seem to be going along with NATO, with EU, with the punishment of Russia. Where are we on that front? Uh, in regards of Hungary and countries that aren't going along to get along in the condemnation of Russia? Well, I think that uh, Victor is, is very close with the president of Poland, and I think both of them also are somewhat aligned with Putin as well. Um, as far as the migration is concerned in Hungary, I'm sorry, but that's a bunch of crap. It's not really happening. Have there been a few stragglers that have come through? Sure. 
But Victor Orban also put together his own SWAT force of very large, burly men that are at the border stopping any migration that, from coming into Hungary. So as far as the migration that's happening in the rest of, let's say, Western Europe, sure, it's happening there. It's happening over all over the U.S. It's really not happening in, in Hungary, and nor is it overly happening in Poland, maybe a little bit more in Poland, but definitely not in Hungary. Let's get into it now. We talk about the beefing up of the uh, Russian military uh, all over their, their borders. Uh, we, we talk about an escalation of conflict, war conflict, that is now uh, stemming into Ukraine. Ukraine just had a major vote uh, take place of whether they want to be part of Russia and the Russian Federation again, or whether they want to stay under the current regime of Ukraine. And overwhelmingly, the Ukrainian people voted to return to Russia, the same language. You know, they, they have a saying in Greece, uh, between Greece and uh, Turkey, in, in my travels there, same face, same race. Well, that seems to be uh, what's occurring now in Ukraine with their vote. Unfortunately, the Ukrainian people have uh, met the same fate as the American people in the sense that their votes, well, it seems to be uh, ballot harvesting, ballot stuffing has uh, taken place. Be that Putin put his foot down, drew the line in the sand and said, no, we're not going to allow that to occur. So what is that saying now? We have the Ukrainian people want to go back in Russia. Their, the will of their votes are not being met. Same time, there's now echoes that you have the Ukrainian Nazi forces, if you will, trying to blow up reactors, trying to have to start gas leaks that will cause a bigger friction and explosions in that whole area. What does this say about who's really running Ukraine as they defy and ignore the will of the Ukrainian people? My opinion is Zelensky should have stayed on his uh, Comedy Central. Uh, he doesn't belong running a country. The guy is just an utter moron. So obviously it's not him calling the shots. There's so many things about this, Dean. I, I don't even know where to begin. I mean, when you when you think about the publications that they're trying to say that there were these mass grave sites and it was Russia killing people and just burying them in mass grave sites, I beg to differ. I would love to have somebody nonpartisan do autopsies on these people because I'm sure you'll find that these people have been dead for years and years and years and they just dumped them into these grave sites. It's not Russia just randomly killing people. That's not what they wanted. All they wanted was to free their people, their people, and allow them to be part of Russia again. And as you know from the majority of the people that were voting that they want to go back to Russia. But Zelensky and the U.S. just refuses to let this happen because they want to, what, control more of the, the world? I don't think that Putin's trying to take back more than what is rightfully his and to free his people. I mean, he could be a dictator. Okay, let's, let's, let's say he is. But I will say that he does have great concern for his people, whether they're located in the Ukraine or they're located in Moscow, it doesn't make any difference. He wants his people to have the choice. So let, let's uh, touch upon that. You say that uh, Putin may or may not be a, a dictator. Well, the, the case is being made by the so-called mainstream uh, media, whether it uh, is uh, coming out of the UK through Sky News or through the American Broadcasting Company here in uh, the United States, ABC. Well, they're making the case of uh, just that, that he is a dictator. Foreign Secretary, what will your message to the Russians be today, sir? 
What a moment to be Britain's new Foreign Secretary. James Cleverly arriving for a special Security Council session as new atrocities emerge from Ukraine and Russia's president threatens nuclear war. Mass graves filmed by Sky News, bodies exhumed by investigators and signs of horrific deaths. But from the Russians, the continued narrative of denial. President Putin has made overt nuclear threats against Europe. Russia's calling, calling up more soldiers to join the fight. And the Kremlin is organizing a sham referenda to try to annex parts of Ukraine. This world should see these outrageous acts for what they are. He's forcing a draft on the Russian people, something we haven't seen since Stalin did it in World War II, where actually their fate was met with uh, death. There are now rumblings of greater protests to be happening now in Russia as people trying to flee their country of Russia. Military-aged men want nothing to do with this war. Where are we with the situation? Okay, well, so you're right on part of that. The protests are happening and people are fleeing, okay? And But they're fleeing because they don't want to fight a war. The people are more than happy to defend their country. And if you were to interview any of these people, and I've spoken to quite a few of them, they are more than willing to defend their own country. They just do not want to go into another country and take more of the country than what was asked for in the beginning. As you recall, when you and I talked about this months ago, when this first started, it was all about the Donbass area. And that part, I believe that the Russian people believe does belong to them. I believe it does too, since 2014. But now it seems like because Zelensky's playing playing these games, and by Zelensky, I mean Joe Biden, that they're, yeah. they're drawing the line in the sand and they're pushing the hell out of Putin. So now, okay, so now, of course, he's going to ruffle up his sleeves and, and, and he's starting to get pissed off. I, honestly, I can't say I, don't, I blame the guy. And he's going to want to show that he's not a weakling, that Russia has probably one of the greatest militaries in, in the world. So he's going to start showing force. Now, the, the argument with the draft age people is they don't want a war war. They just want what belongs to Russia. Absolutely. Yes. You know, there, there are now talks that the intercontinental ballistic missiles from ground to air missile carriers are now lining up at the border. Uh, we have the West, as you um, mentioned, how are they fighting this? Well, there's now sanctions uh, that are coming down on Russia from the West. You have reports of the Baltic Sea in the pipeline underneath it. There seems to be a puncture now in the, the pipelines of the Baltic Sea, which begs the question, what other pipelines are seem, seemingly uh, just busting at the seams now? On top of it all, you have NASA getting their uh, very thespian uh, you know, presence felt with a new asteroid that is just in the nick of time for the election season. <laughs> We're wondering where the asteroid's been for two years. Yeah, so I've been waiting a, for it to resurface. Yes, yes. So we're waiting for this asteroid, you know, carrying Ben Affleck and Liv Tyler coming to the United States as the the hoopla and the extracurricular, you know, participants in this seem to be showing their ugly teeth. 
is this not the perfect storm for what people have called said to take out the dirty deeds in investors in a deep state conglomerate that is worldwide is this not the perfect time in the confusion and fog of war to do such an act well yeah it is an absolute perfect timing and in a I think you and I also discussed this months ago that we said it would happen in October. Well, we're almost in October. So I think that that's the key. But regarding the pipeline, et cetera, et cetera, uh, there have been reports out of Denmark where they actually saw explosions in the water. Now, there's no Russian ships in the ports anywhere near Denmark. So who could it possibly be? Honestly, Dean, I liken the way that people are acting towards Putin is not that much different than the way that they act towards Trump. What they're doing is they're villainizing and they're creating scenarios to make it look like he's doing these things, mass graves. He's the one who's taking out the pipeline when they're doing it themselves to make the other side look bad. It's the CIA. It's the FBI. Sure. We know that they're corrupt. Wait a minute, you're saying, you're telling me the FBI is corrupt? No, wait a minute. I'm going to have <laughs> oh, to end this dear. interview. Oh, yeah, Get better, out. better bleep that out. Yeah, oh, I'm not going to hear this. I, I'm a huge FBI fan. Right, FBI? Right. Yeah, me too, me too. Yes. That's just it. You, you really hit it right there. The, the villainization of any uh, so-called despot, which really translates to anyone that is standing up to well-known liars uh, frauds in straight up criminals, because in the, the uh, average world for the ordinary people, they get villainized by being called conspiracy theorists. Well, none dare call it conspiracy anymore. So you get villainized for Putin. Then you get villainized if you're the new leader, the new uh, president, the new prime minister in places like Italy. Italy. C'è una risposta unica per tutte queste domande. Perché ci definisce, perché è la nostra identità. Perché tutto quello che ci definisce in questo tempo è un nemico. Per chi vorrebbe che non avessimo più un'identità e che fossero che fossimo solamente schiavi, consumatori perfetti. E allora è sotto attacco l'identità nazionale, è sotto attacco l'identità religiosa, è sotto attacco l'identità di genere, è sotto attacco l'identità familiare. Non devo potermi definire italiana, cristiana, donna, madre, no, io devo essere cittadino X, genere X, genitore 1, genitore 2, devo essere un numero, perché quando sarò solamente un numero, quando non avrò più un'identità, quando non avrò più radici, beh allora sarò lo schiavo perfetto in balia della grande speculazione finanziaria, il consumatore perfetto. Absolutely, they're already starting on her. They're going to make her out to be another Trump, another Putin. It's it's the same game over and over. At what point do people wake up and understand that it's the same scenario over right. and over and they're full of it? Well, I think people are. Well, but let's touch upon this again, because this is I, I, I saw this new prime minister in Italy speak. And awesome. this woman, she talks like Putin. She has a presence felt like a Trump but she is an Italian woman, so meaning she's probably more fierce than both of them combined. And yes, she's getting villainized. They're calling her a fascist. And if Italy pulls out of the Euro, of the EU, wouldn't that just put a, the, the nail in the coffin further for the EU, which 
totally would destabilize and disrupt the entire EU region and put Europe into a cataclysmic uh, just downfall more than it already is now because Europe, just like World War II, is going to be hit and rocked real hard, and they are currently. But let, let's talk about the significance of the Italy movement towards a sovereign republic. Well, personally, I think that both Poland and Hungary would love to pull out of the EU because they get bashed constantly. As I said, Brussels makes all these decisions without consulting with anyone else, and, and the rest of the countries are supposed to be obedient and follow what they say without questioning. Well, both President Duda and uh, Viktor Orban question it, and of course, then they're the fascists as well. This is a this is just a favorite word of the other side. They like to call people names, so they want to call them fascists. They want to put labels on them, and, which they keep drumming through all of the major media stations' propaganda. And they this is what they're painting everybody out to be. Now, if if the new Italian prime minister and Orban and Duda all get together and they start saying, okay, well, let's, let's just pull out of the EU. It's sunk. Honestly, I hope to God it happens. Yes. There's a lot of things that seem to be sinking and alongside the EU seems to be the Commonwealth, you know, as all attention and eyes are on Ukraine and Russia. Well, we have a lot of the Commonwealth, minus New Zealand in that uh, talking horse Prime Minister Jacinda, but we have the majority of the Commonwealth saying, do we really want a King Carlos uh, leading us, a, a, a man who has always been considered a joke since he became of age? Well, I think the last thing we want or they want in the civilized world is a King Charles. So not only do we see a disruption of the EU uh, taking place, but we see kind of the fall of the monarchy in their commonwealth stranglehold over uh, just the, the handful of countries. What do you think that's going to signify here as the world order seems to be changing uh, color guards here by the hour? Well, that's what it has to happen. I mean, all of this had to happen in order for the color guards to change. So it seems like the plan that we talked about two years ago is actually starting to finally come to fruition. And these changes are happening. And there's so many patriots across the world in all these different countries, not just the U.S., but all over the world, that are sick and tired of the games that are being played with politicians. People die because politicians are, are fighting silly battles. I mean, personally, why don't we just let uh, Zelensky and Putin get in a ring together, have a little boxing match, and after Putin knocks them out, then call it a day. And why, why involve all these innocent people? It's ridiculous. Right. And knowing how the deep state works, I wouldn't put it past Zelensky to have a brass knuckle underneath oh, the boxing yeah. glove. There you go. Yeah. But, um, you know, often more times than not, we see what happens overseas come back home here to the United States, which, which is the last domino to uh, pretty much a shadow whatever's happening overseas, whether it's the uh, Arab Spring that becomes a U.S. Spring, as it did two years ago. We see a boomerang effect. Do we see a, a draft, if you will? and beefing off of a uh, military presence where a draft has to be done because the draft is still instated uh, in the United States, to my recollection. Do we see that happening here as the beefing up of the military presence escalates? I mean, just the other day, we confirmed that the National Guard of Ohio uh, didn't go to the borders of Ohio and Michigan or anything of that nature. No, they went overseas to Ukraine to monitor police what, what, what do you see on that front as the U.S. military seems to be on standby on whose command is the question? 
Well, this is against NATO rules, first of all. Okay, we are not supposed to be supplying another country with weaponry. Um, this is this is not how NATO was actually set up. So the U.S. is is breaking all sorts of NATO rules by do by sending the military, sending artillery, sending tanks and whatever to sit on the borders of of Poland and the Ukraine. This it's not how it's supposed to go. But getting to your question of the draft in the U.S., I say that our guys are going to say, hell no, we won't go. I mean, didn't we hear that chant at, at one point, you know, and it's going to come again. Why would anybody go fight at this point for the U.S.? But you better be careful because because it's coming. You've got people around all of your borders over there, Dean, and, and they're going to be making their way in if somebody doesn't stop them. No, that's true. That's true. Just the other day, the alleged uh, California Governor Newsom uh, pretty much handed out beyond gift certificates. This time, he handed out state IDs to, to pretty much any migrant. Uh, oh, for voting purposes. There you go. That way, then they can vote. No. Well, I would say uh, for voting purposes and other malicious intent uh, actions of uh, just bringing military-age men uh, that go and stretch way beyond the Mexican areas. Now we're talking about military-age men and migrants from Venezuela, from North Africa, from India. La verdadera película. Y siguen llegando más, ¿ves? El propio de Cansadero, ¿ves? Así la ves. Ahí, ahí todos se pueden bañar. Está el pana comiendo. Corre. I think this is one of the most dire times right now to be a border state, but also to be an American as the infiltrators are being let into the United States at Carblanche with free passageway by our own so-called leaders, governors, and mayors. Just how dangerous is it right now in the United States in its entire history? Well, it's absolutely true. But now you take somebody like Kamala Harris, who is making her way around Asia, and every country she goes to, besides the fact that they don't respect her, but every time she steps into any of these countries, especially like Taiwan or South Korea, what has happened is, is it uprails the rest of the world, meaning the, the bad part of the world. Okay. So Xi was ticked off that she was in Taiwan. Well, now she's visiting Korea, my beloved Korea. And now North Korea, Kim Jong-un is ticked off because she's in South Korea. So it's like the Biden administration is not happy just trying to have any kind of peace at all. So if things start to settle down, they send her out, which they know is going to piss off all these other countries. And it's starting these little mini, I don't want to say wars because they're not wars yet, but these mini um, pissing contests, okay, that's happening between these leaders. And it's causing disruptions worldwide. Why, Dean? Why? Why is the answer to so many questions, but uh, kind of in closing, <sighs> You know, just to wrap it all up here is uh, how do we see this going? Because destabilization is the name of the game and worldwide destabilization is the objective by the old world order. I would make the case. Detective Cagney, uh, how do you see this playing out? Well, I see that I'm shaking my head so 
strongly that my cup of coffee is spilling. Okay. <laughs> Take note, the coffee cup is moving. Um, I think that what's happening here is to lead us to a blackout, which should happen in my estimation sometime near the end of October, just in time for the elections. And this is all being created to cause disruption, dismay, disheartenment amongst the people. Uh, and the Democrats are thinking that, oh, if people are so disgusted, then they're going to vote for the Democrats to be in. But actually, I think the exact opposite is what's going to happen if there's going to be an election, because who knows, maybe we're going to have an asteroid crash and then we won't be able to actually hold an election. We might be able to they might feel like they're buying a couple extra months time. I don't know, Dean. I, honestly, at this point, I, I seriously, I have no idea. Yeah, who, who knows? Uh, maybe the dinosaurs will be resurrected. Next thing you know, we do have a Godzilla kind of a uh, situation on our hands. And uh, you know how that one turned out. But yeah, I, I see a similar kind of a conclusion to it all. But, uh, you know, in the blackout, as you as you uh, expressed and shared, uh, I think that is the opportune time to take out a, a Trudeau and a Rast to get a Newsom to take out a Zelensky in the, the underground bunkers. I, I, I do see some uh, explosions happening under the ocean because that's where we know these things exist beyond the, the land, beyond the uh, just the region of the countries that uh, you would think there's a laboratory underneath. They go deep into the ocean. But Detective Cagney, I want to thank you for uh, joining us here at Late Night Update once again, as you, you have your ears to the ground over there. Uh, thank you for coming on tonight. No problem, Dean. I'm sure there'll be plenty more late night updates that are going to need to be happening in the next several weeks because I think things are heating up beyond what we can even imagine. Thank you very much, Detective Cagney. Well, that's going to uh, end it here for our late night update. As you can see, this is a, a very evolving war and world. And we're going to make sure that we follow this through to see how this whole thing ends. So until next time, uh, I'm Dean Ryan. This is Late Night Update, giving you the updates you deserve. But uh, always remember to stay tuned and stay awake. Always remember to. Fuck, this is early for me.